Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you have not experienced the content yourself, then please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to us ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Another Happy Pod. Hello and welcome back to Another Happy Pod, brought to you by the Pint Size Network, the pod where we keep it fresh, positive and dripping in uh, spacey vibes today, Nathan, isn't that right? <laughs> spacey vibe. I, I liked how you switched that up, uh, but it still made no sense. That's that's great. Very on brand. Hello, my name's Nathan. Hello, Nathan. My name's Lawrence. Hello, Lawrence. Bloody hell. <laughs> oh, fancy, How are you? Fancy seeing you here, mate. What are you up to? <laughs> what is show? No, man, I'm good, man. How's you? Yeah, no, I'm not bad, man. I just got myself a tropical juice. Have a little... Oh. Well, that's lovely. <sighs> yeah, I just did it into my mic as well, so all of you lovely oh. listeners at home will be able to hear my tropical juice thirst being quenched. Um, I'm sure they'll absolutely love that. Yeah, I'm sure they will too. Uh, Nathan, today is an special episode for you because you finally got what you wanted, which was me watching... Uh, the Clone Wars to some degree. Uh, do you want to talk I about the topic been, today? I have been trying to get you to watch this show for the past four years now. Um, and all it took was us uh, starting a podcast with pretty much the only reason was to get each other to watch the shit that we like. And that's kind <laughs> of the reason we do it. It's so true. And we've been, <laughs> to be fair, you've succeeded twice out of this podcast. Of course, we had the, uh, there were two things I just flat out refused to watch for, for the many years that I've known you now. Coming up, what, like five, six years now. Um, five years we've known each other now, yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, you. the first one you got me to watch was Hamilton. Uh, obviously, that pod never saw the light of day. Uh, but then you've got this one. Uh, time will tell if this one sees the light of day. But so far, you've got me to watch uh, five pieces of content that I'd previously refused to. I say five because this is a four-episode arc that we're covering today. It's, it's. I mean, it's really two. It's, it's split into four episodes, but it's one singular story. Yeah, that's fair enough. I get that. All right, so I, I did, so you've never seen any Clone Wars before. Is this your first true experience of it? I think I saw the movie when I was really young, but I know that's not really like. I know it's obviously part of the canon and is established as like, you know, the same animation as the series, but I don't know if it's yeah. really regarded as like part of the show. 
Um, it definitely is. It, it it definitely is. It's um, it's it's the introduction of Ahsoka, essentially. Okay, um, fair enough. Obviously, one of the main characters of the series and one of the most beloved characters in the franchise as a whole uh, at this point. Um, so yeah, it's definitely regarded as part of the canon. It's not the best story, and uh, a lot of people would agree it was kind of a mistake to go with that story for the movie, for the kickoff, for the introduction. Uh, to this series, mm. uh, but it is what it is. You know, it happened, and uh, and here we are. But yeah, Clone Wars um, is just an incredible show, and lots of people will already know this. Lots of Star Wars fans, especially. Uh, but Clone Wars um, really just kept like Star Wars alive because Clone Wars started coming out in two thousand and eight, and this was like after the prequels where. The story was done. You know, Disney hadn't bought the franchise yet. There was nothing left. And, and Clone Wars was really all people had for the longest time. Um, so I watched it all the way through and just completely fell in love with this show for a number of reasons, which we will get into uh, in this episode a little later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we watched uh, uh, the Umbaran arc, which is... Uh, often hailed as one of the greatest storylines of the Clone Wars. Um, I'm I'm not sure I agree. There's there's um, there's some great episodes and storylines throughout the entire series, but this is definitely up there. I agree. I the umbilical cord arc was very good, Nathan. That's a great joke that you've been doing for the past week. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, right, how silly of me. I shouldn't have uh, have mistaken it for the uh, the Rihanna's hit single Umbrella arc. Ah, oh, well, there's another classic zinger from Lawrence Lacey. <laughs> I can't stop today. <laughs> I'm on a big roll. You really are, my friend. Um, yeah, so I, I specifically um, made you stay silent and not tell me any of your thoughts, reactions or feelings um, about this episode until this very moment. So I'm quite excited to hear... Lawrence, what did you think of this? Okay, right. So, <laughs> immediately, um, my first thought was, why is Barry Scott reading the title crawl? Um, <laughs> that was that was the first thing. Because when I say, like, obviously, when I said I saw the movie, that was, I was, well, I don't know how young I was. I don't know exactly. When, did you say 2008? 2008, yeah. So I was quite young. Um I saw the movie. I don't remember a thing about it. I literally just think I saw lightsabers and was like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, this was my first kind of sit down and actually giving time and attention and respect to the Clone Wars. Um, and I, to be honest, I've got to say I, was, um, I wasn't really let down with it. Um, I, I do have some thoughts, um, uh, but I, I, I was quite surprised at how dark the show was willing to get. And I think I did a tiny bit of background research and by that i mean one google search um and found out that this was the kind of the first proper time that the show had got uh dark and dealt with a bit more adult themes um but as a whole this arc uh i did enjoy it i think the storytelling was very good um i found myself enjoying things that obviously not just this arc but i presume across the whole show are fleshed out very well like the relationship between all of the clones despite the fact they're voiced, to my knowledge, by one guy. Um, yep. That's very impressive <laughs> to <laughs> essentially make a show uh, with, like, I presume there's, like, is there, like, six-ish, like, main clones or, like, around that? 
there's really Rex is the main one. Rex is the one you follow the most. Yeah. Um, but you but you do check in with the others. Cody, uh, who wasn't really in this arc. Uh, Jesse is there quite a lot as well. Fives is another big one. Yeah. Um, it is mainly the five hundred and first that you follow because a lot of it is with Anakin and Ahsoka, and that's their clone battalion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, there is only really a few main clones. But yeah, all of them voiced by D. Bradley Baker, who is just uh, an incredible voice actor. And you're absolutely right. The way he can, he's literally playing the same person thousands of times over, but he can still manage to differentiate it for each and every one. That's really. it, because obviously if a, voice, look, if a voice actor is playing six characters in a show and they're completely different characters, it's kind of just as standard for the voice actor to be able to completely make you disassociate yourself from the actor. Like, that's, that's yeah. the job. Whereas this guy's got a tremendously hard job where he has to play the, not the same character, but like six or so however many different characters. Not to mention, I'm yeah. sure there's like little extra ones that pop up every now and then that he has to create a whole nother voice for. Um, and yeah, and do it with the same, like the same cadence, the same voice but just give it that tiny, tiny detail that can make them stand apart, which is which is mad impressive, to be fair. Um, he is he is just in, incredible, the work that he's done. Um, and especially, I am going to make you watch this eventually, um, but the the final arc of, of the Clone Wars, um, the final storyline, which came out earlier this year, um, and you know it deals with Order 66. Yeah. Uh, on a, some of his finest work, it's just incredible i don't i don't think you'll be forcing me like to be <laughs> no to be honest like genuinely i i was i put this off like i had i had a day before yesterday to watch it i had yesterday to watch it and today i came home from work i went oh all right i've got to fucking watch it i've got to sit down i've got to watch the the four episodes now because we're like i literally worked out what is the last possible time i can start watching this um <laughs> And then had to binge four of them so that I, I, I was like ready 10 minutes before we started recording to make some quick notes. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I have to be honest. Like I, I overlooked this show a lot as being like, I don't know, like Star Wars for kids or like Star Wars diluted. Uh, yeah. It's it's good. It, 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 it surprised me. Uh, like I said, I do have some thoughts about the end, but we'll I presume we'll work our way through to them. Um, Absolutely. I'm really glad to hear you say that. And it's always nice just knowing I was right. Um, now <laughs> I did. I wanted I wanted to start uh, briefly at the beginning of the arc because uh, for the majority of this episode, it's literally just two voice actors, uh, D. Bradley Baker and the actor uh, who plays Krell. Uh, can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but uh, at the beginning of the episode, we are introduced to some familiar faces who we know as Star Wars fans. So we have Kenobi and Anakin. Uh, what did you think of the brief uh, moments you saw of, of these two? Who I, like, were, who I liked him. Know? I feel like he, he, look, he definitely does his best to sound like Obi-Wan, and he does. Like, I, yeah. I'm not saying I'd be able to do a better impression, but <laughs> because I know you and McGregor's voice so well, like especially from like the memes and everything like that it, it, you can tell yeah. it's not him there was never a second it's, where i went i wonder not. if ewan does this <laughs> like, it's not but it's the thing is though it's not trying to be though because if you you hear james arnold taylor that's the voice actor if you hear him talk about his process and how he actually plays 
the the character he's not just doing an impression of Ewan McGregor what he's doing is Kenobi yeah of course Kenobi is played by Ewan McGregor but he's taking it like a little bit of McGregor a little bit of uh, Alec Guinness and just forming them together uh, and just getting the essence of the character essentially um I think he does a really good job. I love James Arnold Taylor. As, no, no, I, I, I think he obviously. I haven't seen much of his work as Obi Wan. I presume it gets a lot more, um, like in depth than just what I saw in this this arc, which is essentially a scene of an episode. Uh, yeah, exactly. And there is some really good storylines with Kenobi, which we will watch as well. But uh, yeah, what about Anakin? Anakin I, I liked he's obviously I know that a lot of people call this version of Anakin like the definitive prequel Anakin because obviously yeah. like, I like Hayden Christensen I think his his performance obviously is shaky uh, to say the least um, but he, yeah. he clearly gave his all to the role and he very much so does uh, enjoy playing the character so I'm not going to shit on his version um, I do think I probably would have preferred this version um had I like seen more of him, uh, obviously in, the main point of the arc is that he shipped out pretty early. Um, yeah, but no, I, I liked him as well. He sound obviously he sounds completely different. So there definitely is an essence of Anakin there. But oh my god, his his may as well be a different character. <laughs> he does he does sound different. Yeah, um, Matt Lanter. His voice is a, a lot deeper than Hayden Christensen's. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is definitely different, but I don't know. It still kind of works for me. It's still I still buy it as as Anakin. And and you are right though. A lot of people would consider this the definitive version of Anakin. I I just think that really that's because I mean, if you add up the, all the episodes of Clone Wars and everything like that, you, a lot of people would have spent more time with this version of Anakin than with Hayden Christensen. Yeah, of course. Um, and done much more in depth storylines and everything like that. Well, the, the sad thing about Hayden Christensen's portrayal is technically the, uh, there's three prequel movies. He's only in two of them. One of them is yeah. virtually unwatchable. And the other <laughs> one is basically just in terms of how the general public consumed it is kind of just for memes. Um, and like as a Star Wars fan, you'll be able to find greater meaning and a lot of like depth and nuance to his performance. And you can see an actor really trying to work with what he's given. Uh, but yeah. if, if you were going to put these two Anakins against each other, one of them is like, you may as well have like cut off one of them's legs. Actually, I suppose you did actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. You're completely, right. But, completely but unintentional in... joke there. I like that. <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> but they're doing different jobs though. It's like, Matt Lanza really has an unfair advantage and that's not to say voice acting is easy because it's not at all but he he does have an unfair advantage in that he doesn't have to do the physicality of it and, and everything like that and he's not working in a in just a blue screen environment and everything like that um, but and I, th- I do think that when Hayden Christensen comes back because it's going to happen he's going to come back for Kenobi I'm like 99% certain yeah I'd that's be going surprised if he didn't yeah, exactly. I think he's going to do incredibly well. I think a lot of people will be uh, surprised at just how good he is. Um, but let's move on to the main uh, theme and, and story of this episode. Well, do you, um, so, do yeah, you mind if I recap the story? Just because obviously, there's, oh. like like me, uh, there'll probably yeah. be some people listening to this that one, don't even know what it's about. Um, 
and two probably <laughs> probably have switched off by now. <laughs> um, no, so I just yeah, no, that's fair. Like, Go I, ahead. You know me; I'm not huge on like I love the movies, but I'm not massive on Star Wars expanded uh, content that isn't the more mainstream stuff. I'm a bit I'm a bit basic in that sense. Yeah. Um, Whereas I consume literally everything, everything movies, Star Wars, books, yeah. TV shows, comics, all of it. I just You're like, a, yeah, as you would say, uh, a loser. <laughs> good joke yeah <laughs> um so this episode um starts off they're going to the um the world of umbara which i'll touch on um because i really really like the design of that um they go to the world of umbara by they i mean um the clones um the republic uh, and they are there to essentially take hold of a city i believe uh, or like the capital yep um the capital yeah, and basically they're there for, for all intents and purposes. It's not the main focus of the arc. You just kind of know you need to know that they're there to do a war, <laughs> and and this is a particularly a hard part of the war. A clone war, precisely. <laughs> um, and this is a particularly hard part of said clone war. Um, Anakin is needed. Um, Anakin needs to do something. Uh, whether that ended up being a lie or just uh, convenient timing for the person who ends up replacing him, I don't know. Uh, but this big, um, big chinned dickhead uh, steps out and basically says, I'm in charge of all you guys now. I'm in charge of leading this assault. I'm in charge of leading this section. Uh, and as the story progresses, I won't, well, I will spoil it actually. Um, this guy becomes a big dickhead um, who's got his own agenda. Uh, and it's the series itself kind of explores, or this arc is, uh, explores um, prejudice, I think, very well. Um, yeah. It definitely experience. Uh, it definitely explores the superiority complex, uh, which is very interesting. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know. I think it. There's even an arc, uh, a character that I started off really despising, um, just immediately, and then liking towards the end. Um, his kind Dogma. of, yeah, that's the one. He uh, his arc of like, not not redemption because he never really kind of does anything too bad that would warrant redeeming but it definitely goes through a transformation for him where he learns an important lesson that presumably yeah. he would carry with that character for probably the rest of his life um oh definitely yeah but no so i it's well, i don't know let, why don't you take the lead on it because this is you're, you're a fan of this you wanted me to watch it how what do you want to talk about so um the reason i wanted you to watch this uh specifically like you've mentioned general skywalker gets replaced by general krell now a lot of people would say that the most uh hated star wars character is jar jar binks and there there's there's some truth to that uh he's yeah. definitely an annoying character for he's the a, most he's part he's a big contender yeah he's a, he's a big contender but um after this episode came out, and from those who had seen it, ninety I'm sure that 95% plus would say that the most hated and vilified character in all of Star Wars was uh, General Pong Krell, because fuck that fucking fish. I cannot stand that cut, okay? <laughs> it's very telling that uh, I got a text message earlier today saying, and I quote, halfway through, want Rex to knock this ugly c*** out so bad. <laughs> I've been <laughs> exposed. 
<laughs> um, yeah. Look, you you get it from the first second. Like you just oh, he turns around. Anakin's like, right, I'll see you later, dude. Um, and he like I don't know, surfs out on his on his plane. Um, and plane. you get Krell turn around, um, and he has this little sinister look in his eye. And from that minute, I was like, mm. this guy's a straight up prick. I didn't realize <laughs> to the extent of how much of a prick he was gonna be. Um, yeah. Although obviously it did get to the point. It, again, it's an arc, <laughs> and I know it was an arc because Nathan told me it was an arc, uh, and I had to <laughs> I had to title this episode something with the word arc in it. Um, I knew it was gonna. It, like you have to predict it. You do. Um, yeah. I didn't expect it to go to the lengths it did, um, and that's something I'm There's, actually. Yeah, it's. Well, I'm, I'm actually, that's something I've got a tiny point of contention for because I think it it came so close to being perfect and I do have... I think, I've, I, think I, I think I agree with you because I think I know exactly what you're talking about and, and I think we'll, we will get to that towards, towards the end as we get there because, because I do think I agree with you. Um, but uh, I, think, I think this show did a really good job. Um, I, I, you won't get much of a sense of this because you're, you're new and this is your first experience of this. Um, but even just in, in this arc alone at the beginning, the show does a good job in showing you Anakin with the clones, first of all. It shows you his relationship with them. He calls them by their names, not their numbers, first of all, which oh. is a huge dick move and I cannot stand it. Um, and yeah, he really, you can tell that the, uh, General Skywalker has a relationship with these men that they're not just pawns they're not just disposable uh guns um they he cares about them and he'll do what he can to save them and he he listens to them as well he takes their advice and he'll do what he needs to uh, to get the job done with them general krell the complete polar opposite he their numbers they're not people they're disposable uh, guns they're just there to get the job done no matter how many lives get lost he doesn't care why should he they're oh, not him, I hate him. so I just hate him. use him there's a yeah, moment there's a moment where rex stands up to him and takes off his helmet and he goes uh, he says something like um like he says oh i have a duty to my men not clones men and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. And that, that was the moment where I was like, knock him the fuck out. Come on, like, let's swing for him. And he obviously never did. And, oh, he's gutting. He was absolutely gutting. That was, that was a great line. That was a great line. And yeah, he's um, those little moments where Rex stands up to him are great. And it, but it's kind of a slow burn for Rex, though, because Rex, uh, kind of like Dogma, he's he's very loyal. He His understanding uh, is that he needs to be a good soldier. Uh, and he needs to follow the orders of his general, but yeah. he also, like he said, needs to protect his men. And and later on in the arc, in the in the last episode, um, in one of the moments which I I find the most horrifying of the episode is when, spoiler alert, when Krell gets the clones to kill the other clones uh, oh when they're God, wearing. Yeah the other armor that that is a horrifying moment and the moment of realization and just the look of 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 horror and pain on all their faces if they realize that they've been killing their own brothers it's it's sickening um but yeah it's just something that show does really do, this show does really well and and you're right this is like when clone wars started to to delve into getting a little bit darker and there is some really juicy dark moments yeah. uh, throughout this storyline oh no yeah big time that's the thing i was i was <laughs> shocked by it um i obviously i knew 
So I'll be honest, right? I expected something was up the second he said they might disguise themselves as as the as the clones or something like that. Yeah, because I thought to myself like the, these these people have destroyed so many clones. <laughs> like they they spent like the better part <laughs> of two episodes wiping them out. Why have they not yeah. started this already? Like, why is is this is something they were planning on doing? Would you not have noticed that like suits had gone missing since? There's that moment where you like you see uh, Rex. Um, I, I think it's Rex. I still find I'm having a bit of difficulty, like <laughs> differentiating between them, um, <laughs> especially in like quick moments where I'm focusing on other things. Uh, but you see yeah. Rex, um, like essentially run over to the opposing side, end up having to like rugby tackle one of his clones, um, yeah. and be like take rip his helmet off, and he's like they're clones, and it's it's one of their moments where I genuinely just went, oh my god, what. And because it, it's it's it a is. moment, it takes you to it takes you to another level of storytelling, and you go, oh, that's yeah. fucking really dark. Like I really is, wasn't right? expecting it. Because yeah. um, yeah. I had it in my mind this whole time. He's obviously going to be an evil dude, and he's going to just at the end they're going to like give him a slap on the wrist, and the, the clones are going to have to live with the fact that some Jedi's just don't do things the way that they'd want them to, and this kind of this level of like prejudice just exists in the chain of command. Um, and so the whole time I was like, oh, damn. But then this guy is straight up out here committing war crimes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, no. Um, no, it, mate, it was, it was good. There was, um, uh, yeah, like you say, the, the calling um, Rex by his, his number all of the time. Yeah. I like, got under my it's, skin. It, it, it massively. It gets under my skin every time I watch this. I've seen this arc a couple of times now. And every time, when he's like CT6557, I'm just clenching yeah. my fists. Because, oh. Uh, and so is he. He's not so is he at one point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> I do find it funny, though, that Fives uh, literally says the line, we're not just numbers, uh, but his name is literally Fives. Yeah, yeah um, that is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Fives is a great character. Though. Mate, he, he, he had really a nice is. moment in this episode, uh, not this episode, this arc, um, where basically he turns around to Rex. It's when Rex has uh, like, had his kind of biggest pussy moment, um, where he yeah. could have like kind of hardballed, um, is it Krell? Krell, the big stupid? Krell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he could have hardballed him a little bit more. So Evil Dexter Jetstar. That's the one. Um, and yeah. and basically didn't. And Fives turns to him and is essentially like the point of their conversation is Fives asking him, you know, like, do you seriously believe that we're just born to die? Essentially. Um, yeah. And it's oh, it's such a it's such a moment. And Rex said that he has his code, but then he doesn't say what that code is, uh, and then just kind of buggers off. And it's oh, it was. Um, it was a big moment. And there's, there's another moment where, was it, um, Krell has... Basically, uh, Rex messages him. Uh, she just sends him a text um, and says we need... <laughs> yeah. Um, says, says we need backup. And he's like, okay, well, you can't have any yet. And then the camera, like, pans oh, yeah. out a little bit. And he's like... And there's this clone just like, can we, can we not go now, sir? <laughs> and he's like, no. You'll go when I fucking say so. Um, oh, man. Honestly, every episode it like heightened my excitement for the next one more, um, which actually, obviously, like I said, did. The, the, I have to be honest, the ending. I feel like they 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 thumbled the bag. I was upset. All right, so so so, what is it about the ending that you think um, didn't live up to the rest of the arc? Shall we say? Um, right, Krell, a very complex character, obviously. 
definitely deserves yeah. his you know his his place in the ground. Um, yeah. I'm not cross at the fact that he died. Uh, I'm not cross that it was dogma that killed him. Um, I am cross because at the very last moment, he goes from becoming a very complex character to a very, like, just this kind of madman, um, yeah. jumping around and, like, flailing his lightsaber and essentially on a murder spree when everything he's done until that point has been, like, cold and calculated and, like, with every intent of achieving his plan. Um that's not like that it, it bothered me ever so slightly but the thing that got me more i think it would have been fantastic especially if this was the one of the first darker arcs of um of the clone wars for us as an audience to just have to accept that sometimes the jedi just are straight up pricks um and and that he didn't have to be a separatist for him to be that much of an asshole he could have been the person that said um I basically, I would have really liked it if when he his command was disobeyed um, and he wanted to have fives and the other geezer court-martialed, um, yeah. I would have found it very, very entertaining if it was his disgracefully enormous superiority complex and, um, like, ego that essentially thought up this elaborate scheme to get all of them killed for, like, daring to disrespect his command... And then just taking that back to the council and saying, oh, we were outnumbered. What do you want me to do? Like, obviously, I know you aren't going to kill off all like Rex and Fives and all of that because they're, they're the big characters. But for him to have just tried it would have been, I think, a more compelling ending for his character rather than get to the fourth epi- uh, fourth episode and he just goes, by the way, I'm evil. <laughs> like, he, he was always a prick and it didn't, he was committing war crimes. It wasn't going to, him being a separatist didn't change any of that. It just made it easier for the kids to swallow, which I think was a little bit of a swing and a miss. I would 100% agree. Completely, hey, 100% We share a Star Wars yeah. opinion. <laughs> yeah, we do. I like it. We share many. We share quite a few. No, I know, but, um, it's, it's, but it's rare. It's, it's, it's rare in, to be this specifically in tune. I like it. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, the moment, the like interrogation in the cell is is for me kind of the the worst moment in the arc. The, the arc is great overall, but I do really wish this moment was slightly different. Yeah. Especially because what The Clone Wars as a show, as a series, does really well is it actually does go into that. It does show you that the Jedi are not as great as you think they are. Yeah. There is moments where you see that the Jedi are well and truly flawed. The episode where uh, Ahsoka spoiler alert, kind of leaves the Jedi Order, leaves the Jedi Temple, decides to walk away from it all, is incredible because it just shows you the blindness and the hypocrisy of the Jedi, and it just shows you that really, for for a lot of them, they're just looking out for themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and that's not entirely their fault. They are being manipulated by Palpatine. They're being influenced by the dark side. They're distracted by the war that's going on, a war they should have never got involved with um, because that's not the role of the Jedi. Um, but yeah, the show as a whole does massively go into that. And and I would have loved, I'm 100% with you, I would have loved this episode, uh, this arc so much more if, if Krell was just a part of that, if he... 
when he started talking about be uh, wanting to be Dooku's apprentice and everything like that, it, it's just it's it got so close yeah. to being. I, mean, I rolled my eyes when he said that. I just <laughs> yeah. I went off, oh, but come just kind of like. Yeah, it just kind of like fell at the last hurdle because you're absolutely right. If it was just his superiority um, and just him thinking himself above uh, these clones and and thinking of them as just disposable, like how dare they undermine um, me? Kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. It it really would have been uh, so much more interesting. But I, I get it. You know, it's at the end of the day, like it's still a kids show. They still have to have the the good versus evil and the big action ending yeah, and course, everything like yeah. that. I, I I get that. Um, I I'm just kind of wanting just a bit more adults. Well, that uh, was it. Themes and storytelling, which which is ridiculous to ask for in a kids show, but still. No, but um, I think I think if you're gonna like, I don't think it is ridiculous to ask personally because you can get away with bold concepts. I mean, this episode, like, it had massacre in it. Like, it had like, like, <laughs> yeah, like literally manipulated massacre. It had several. Like, I think there was at least three genuine war crimes in this movie and uh, in this uh, in this arc <laughs> sorry and it was um yeah i i think that that i just I, I i get what you're saying like i said it is a kid show uh you kind of have to deal with the fact that they aren't gonna go all of that way but i feel like they went so close if they went half as close i wouldn't have been mad mm. they went so close to it being this like like Honestly, it would have been one of my favorite Star Wars stories if it hadn't just kind yeah. of like tripped at the last hurdle. Um, like it is that point that they just try and within the last twenty minutes, um, well, I say last twenty minutes, the last like ten minutes of the final episode, they go, "Oh, but it's fine because he was always evil. Like he was always going to do this." Whereas it would have been yeah. nice if it was just this unhinged Jedi that just couldn't handle this kind of the new relaxed demeanor he'd had um, from Skywalker's clones because that's how Skywalker's trained them up to be, um, around him at least. That's how he commands them. Um, and it would no, have... you're you're absolutely right. The the five hundred, I I really like. Um, one of the things I love about Clone Wars is you spend a lot of time with both the five hundred and first and the two hundred and twelfth. Now the two hundred and twelfth is the one in the orange. Um, they're Cody's battalion, Commander Cody. Yeah, I thought they, they were. Usually I thought work... Cody's orange, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, the, Cody wasn't in this. Um, no, no, but no. yeah, they they usually work with Kenobi, um, and the five hundred and first usually work with Anakin and Ahsoka. Yeah, and and you can just you can see that difference reflected in the clones themselves because the the five hundred and first they're they're just complete chaos. They're just following <laughs> Anakin and Ahsoka around. They don't really care about the rules. They'll do what they need to yeah. to get the job done and everything like that. Whereas the 212, uh, Cody and Kenobi, it's all very measured. Everything's uh, done with precision and thought and everything like that. I bet they have meetings upon meetings upon meetings. <laughs> I love that, though, because it's, it's a nice... Like, obviously, I haven't seen 212 uh, in their own arc or episode. Um, but like you, you have to assume as a Star Wars fan, you know what Kenobi's like, so you know how he'd manage his clones. Well, you, you've seen him be yeah. a mentor to Anakin. Um, and you know he's very much like he, he, you know when Anakin was younger he was like tie your shoelaces, <laughs> like you know he was <laughs> yeah. very much like the the overbearing dad. Um, oh, I like it. I I I think it's good. Like like I said earlier, the, the voice actor just does such an incredible job um, playing all those clones, and it is pure chaos. Like it, it is literally <laughs> it is. just fucking 
complete chaos and it like i think uh, i think one of the characters who really uh exemplifies that quite well is hard case um <laughs> hard case doesn't get much uh to do throughout the series this is kind of like his biggest role throughout the series and he dies uh, one of his only roles i think and he and he does die in a, in a great sacrifice moment uh yeah what did you think of hard case this kind of like <laughs> wild and <laughs> men uh i loved him he was great he had the um he had all of the great lines all of like the dude bro lines um yeah. there's one moment i think it was him if it wasn't it then it still is just as funny uh to me uh, where a clone kind of sees his mate get attacked by the big thing in the ground, um, mm. that big like plant thing, um, yeah. and it just it goes quiet for like five seconds, and this clone just goes, "Oh, that's not right," <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's, just, it's just so funny. I don't know why. Um, also, like I think it was hard case with the um, like every five seconds, just offloading a rocket launcher and just screaming something. Like he, he is yeah. literally just fucking mad like like, you you know full well like like i said it's a shame that the series hasn't used him as much and that's that was interesting because i'd have thought he'd have been quite good comic relief Uh, he was in this arc definitely and to be fair even even when he goes even when he dies he's cool because he has the whole like you know like keep on fighting boys and then he blows himself up like to fight another day that's it yeah um that is a that is a great moment i do like that that sacrifice moment does get me uh, quite emotional. Yeah, I like the fact that, uh, bizarrely enough, of all things to reference, it goes back to the Phantom Menace, with uh, obviously Anakin destroying the uh, the Separatist gunship as well. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, Anakin was it? Yeah. Uh, General Skywalker told me about this time he was a kid and he did this. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Mate, there was also another callback. Um, like I noticed it, so I, there's no doubt in my mind that you noticed it. Um, when the clones confront uh, Krell and he goes, um, they say, uh, we're taking yeah, you in. Yeah, it's, it's treason, treason then. then. Yeah. I was half expecting him to <laughs> yeah. do the jump, but he didn't, and I was excited. <laughs> and the little scream. Yeah. Nathan, do you remember, do you remember playing um, Battlefront um, as the Emperor? One? I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do, Lawrence. <laughs> um, what, did you, what did you think it's, of Dogma, the character? Uh, Dogma is a really, really interesting character. Yeah. Um, he he starts off, like I said earlier, he is he's very much like Rex in the in the fact that he's loyal uh, to a fault. At times, he's he he can't fathom. He he just cannot accept the idea that a, a Jedi, his general, um, doesn't have the best interest at heart and is wrong. He It just does not compute to him at all. He is like going on his most basic programming as a clone, which a lot of this story is obviously uh, going against and saying that clones aren't just programming and all that sort of thing. Um, I, I, I really do like the moment uh, at the end where he finally kills uh, Krell. I I think out of all of them, it had to be him for the lesson that had to be learned. He had to realize that that these these people, the Jedi, on like infallible deities or however he sees them, they're they're flawed. And Krell was especially flawed. Um, Yeah, he's a really interesting character, and and I I was the same. Like I I hated him at, at first, and. Like, he was going to tell on the other clones for going up and doing the mission, and, like, Rex stopped him uh, in a great moment as well. Um, he just seemed like a like a snitch and a coward, and, and obviously you don't like that, but 
he he learns his lesson and and yeah i just i i, I like the character although there is still like obviously reservations about him what did you think uh i well look let's let's start this right and it only it look i'll give you the i'll give you the spoiler it only goes up from here it only gets better from this uh the first okay. note that names him um in in my little notes uh app uh <laughs> is this and uh i'm sorry uh but this will have to be bleeped um dogma is a bitch and a rat he's like that <laughs> slimy c- from recess uh, Randall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. Um, yeah. I wrote no other notes on him um, because I thought I'd have to defend him. Um, I I agree. It, could, it should have only been him. A close contender, if it was going to be anyone else, was going to be Fives because I kind of wanted him to have that revenge on him. Um, yeah. Especially because he was the one the entire time, like from the from the word go, he was like, "This guy's a bitch. I fucking hate this guy." Um, <laughs> yeah. And obviously, Rex has to be a bit more diplomatic. It, it would have been wasted if Rex got the killing blow. Um, yeah, definitely. I I thought Dogma was uh, annoying, very annoying um, for the most yeah. part, and that's sort of completely by design. Um, yeah. I really, really do like the fact that he was this like. He, he he won. He sounded by far the most different from all the other clones because he had that, that like that optimism in his voice. That like, come on, guys. The general said we've got to do this, so it's time to get up and do it. Like you could you could tell like he didn't really have as much experience. Yeah, as the, oh, absolutely. As the other clones and but that you he don't was, even like, need fresh to, out of Camino and like yeah yeah you don't even need to see like see the whole like arc and where he ends up to see that he was just incredibly naive. Um, yeah. and he just yeah like you say the, the, I think the best way to describe it is the fact that he just couldn't fathom the Jedi not having the best interests at heart and how how dumbfounded he was when he realised that the Jedi like like was it that there's that really powerful moment where Krell turns to him and he was like you're the biggest idiot out of all of them mate oh, like yeah. you like your blind <clears throat> loyalty is the exact point I'm making um, and everyone's there like kind of like yeah, well, look, this guy's a wanker mate but he's straight up facts at the minute <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he and he learns that lesson and obviously he ends up putting him down uh, did he get arrested in the end how did that end for him i couldn't really tell he did he did um so yeah he got arrested and taken back to kurosan because he did what he had to do but the fact is in the eyes of the republic and in the eyes of of the jedi he still committed a crime he still killed a um uh, a general oh man fuck that it's bullshit yeah not happy about it justice I'm not, for dogma I'm not entirely that's what I sure I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head I'm not entirely sure you ever see him again <laughs> it's just a sad end for dogma it's a very, <laughs> very yeah. tragic st- let me, story let me look that up okay so just looking this up here uh, yeah so uh, he really is only in these four episodes darkness on Umbara, uh the general plan of descent and carnage of krell uh, and then there's uh, the Shadow of Umbara, which I think is like a, a comic or a book or something like that. Well, so you you just never see Dogma again after this? No. Yeah, he is. Man, he learned his lesson hard. <laughs> he really did, didn't he? That's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Dogma, man. I feel bad. <laughs> Justice He's for not Dogma. not like the guy out of recess at all now. <laughs> Oh man, justice um, for dogma indeed. Oh shit, shit! I hung up on Lawrence. Oh my god! So I don't, I don't know if this is going to make it into the episode, but I just hung up on Lawrence. Fucking hell! Let me call him back. <laughs>
<laughs> oh shit, he's calling me so he didn't answer. Let me call him again. Oh, Hello. I'm sorry. Fuck up. Was that you? Yeah, I hung up on you by accident. <laughs> you when you when you listen to the call when you listen to this recording, my recording back, you'll just hear a moment where I go, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, God. oh, that's jokes. Um, we're approaching time, um, and I think we've touched on like the main aspects of all the episode that we wanted to. Uh, I wanted to amuse you slightly by just <laughs> there was there's a few of my choice favorite notes while writing this because obviously in this <laughs> arc you you there's obviously a story and you undergo quite a few changes as that story progresses. Yeah, and a lot of characters you get to realize them be it for you know for better or worse that what who they truly are um and there's a few moments uh that i like um most of them are just in all in caps so when i'm saying this just there's a lot of emotion behind it um he's not even fighting with them man fuck this pussy anakin was always fighting with them <laughs> what a bitch <laughs> um true there's this one which is when I I mean I'm going to elongate the word to give you an idea of how many uh, letters I've extended it by. Nah, man. When he told Rex there was no backup, but then held off on sending them backup, fuming. <laughs> fuming. <laughs> um, he's got a god complex. What a. <laughs> I forgot about this one. <laughs> What a big fat prick with a small willy who deserves to die. That's <laughs> <laughs> a personal highlight. Uh, and the last one I've got for you, uh, this is such a cool little, contain, uh, little contained Star Wars story. <laughs> Brackets. Make sure you apologise to Nathan on the pod. <laughs> uh, and I can only assume that apology was for delaying watching uh, The Clone Wars. I, I can uh, imagine it's, it will It's be. now a lot higher up on my, uh, on my list of things to watch. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad. I quite like the contained elements. If there's any other good arcs, let me know. There we'll is. I've, well. I've got. Oh, don't you worry, friend. I've got a whole bunch of them ready to go. Um, Why do I feel like my phone's about to just blow up with different <laughs> episodes? Nathan has sent you a link to this Disney Plus. <laughs> oh dearie me! Uh, I am. I am going to make sure eventually you've watched the entire thing, and then, and then we can get into Rebels as well because that's a whole other thing. Um, oh bloody Rebels! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, all right. So um, fuck the rating system. Fuck the usual one anyway. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I don't. Right. Do you know what? No, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give this to you. All right, all right. You re- you re- no, you recommended. It's not. Look, I'm not normally one to roll over, but you gave us a good recommendation this week, and I've enjoyed it. How many uh, pods out of happy would you give this? This is at least. Um, oh, how many? Um, hmm. This is nine. No, eight. Eight. Eight pods. Out of happy, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is worse. This is this much is not worse. worse. Happy is obviously ten. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, this is this is so. This is eight pods out of happy for me. Eight pods out of happy. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I yeah. I would like it would have been a clean. It would have been a clean happy out of happy pods for me. Yeah. Uh, if it hadn't been for that ending, I, I honestly I think I'd be the exact same. I think I'm right there with you. Yeah. If if it had lend more into uh the the fall of the jet not the fall of the jedi but um just this other side of the jedi and and the sort of uh darker side of them th- 
then I think it would be a full on happy out of ten or whatever it is I said. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <laughs> I, I absolutely one of them, my favorite story arcs. I'm. Uh, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Actually, I'm. I'm really glad you you were on board. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to watching some more and talking some more. Look, I, like for a long time, I like I said, I discounted this show as uh, being. Uh, just the kids diluted Star Wars, but it, it is good. And it's very, it's very easy to see the amount of effort that's gone into it. Uh, one, I think the next arc, I definitely do want to cover, which to be fair, I, I only imagine that we'll speak about on the pod as well. Um, is the, I, I don't know how many episodes it spans, uh, the arc that essentially covers the ending of the show, like order 66 we, and everything like that. We're absolutely going to do that. But before we do, you 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 need to watch others first. You you need to really watch more with both Ahsoka and Rex, uh, just so you okay. get a greater sense of that relationship. Um, just to feel the blow yeah. when Anakin does that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and we'll definitely get to that. Not one of them will be on the pod, um, but yeah we'll some of them we keep just for our exclusive friendship <laughs> exactly uh, which you as an audience member do have access to you just have to pay us <laughs> for, and then we'll completely sell ourselves to this uh to this this channel yeah. this uh this podcast whatever this is so yeah uh so that's wrappers up. all right okay well i will read my completely non-scripted uh outro ah. <clears throat> As always, <laughs> right. As always, thank you very much for listening. I hope you've had. A, I need to change this. I hope you've had a whale of a time on this episode of another Happy Pod. That's you terrible. By the pod size. Why did you? It's, this was what I did last week, and you were fine Is with it? it. I don't remember that. Yeah, definitely did it. Uh, I'm going to read it in its full now, and we can debate it uh, another time. As always, thank you very much for listening. Hope you've had a whale of a time on this episode of Another Happy Pod brought to you by the Pint Size Network. Be sure to check us out on Twitter for all the gifts and all that good stuff. I think I was tired when I wrote it. I think this. you was too. Um, yeah. You can find us uh, on Twitter at Another Happy Pod. Uh, drop us a tweet. Let us know what you'd like to see next. Otherwise, and this is my personal favourite part of the outro, Nathan, stay groovy. And we'll catch you on Sunday at midday. There you go, guys. Stay groovy, and we'll see you next week. Uh, another happy pod. Another happy pod. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.